Hello and welcome to the Self-Worth Society podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jane and I'm on a mission to create a community of purpose-driven women who are claiming their craft, living with purpose and owning their worth. So if you feel like you have a big purpose but you're experiencing self-doubt and you want to feel worthy just as you are so that you can start showing up and doing what you came here to do, then this is the podcast for you. I am so glad you're here. Make yourself at home and let's begin. I would like to begin by acknowledging and paying my respects to the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live, the Garingai people, who have cared for this land since time immemorial. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders tuning in today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Um, for everyone listening, I have a special guest today, my babe. Welcome, my love. Thank you so much. I feel like so grateful that we connected and that this is happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> so happy. It's super exciting. And so, um, just FYI for everyone, we haven't even like known each other for that long. We literally just like connected on Instagram as you do the gift of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're over in Perth. I'm in Sydney. We've never met in person, but as soon as I um, saw your page and connected and saw what you're about, I was like, yes, I want to have you on the podcast. So welcome. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about who you are, what you do? Yes. Begin with. Um, so my name is Maya. I am an entrepreneur. I have a small business where I sell things to do with my art, which is basically all based around self-love, well-being, finding joy in the small things. And I recently have started another segment to my business, which is jumping actually straight into the self-love things. Like, so for a while I was translating what I knew about self-love through my products, through my art. And that did help people a lot. I would actually be like overwhelmed by the amount of like a print could do in someone's life that had like an affirmation on like I've had this for a year and I truly feel like it's embedded in my subconscious and it's really helped me um but I also sometimes miss that true connection with people and so I started my signature course rebirth this year and it's just been an incredible experience and a part of my business that I'm really falling in love with and that I'm kind of surprised about how all of this came about and how it's unfolding and how it's shifting. And yeah, I also work as a barista as well, four days a week. So I, I wear a lot of hats, um, but that's honestly how I like to do things. Um, at the moment, it feels really exciting <laughs> that I get to do a lot of different things and yeah that's that's a little bit about me and what I do Mm, that's so cool and I I bought one of your prints and I love it it's so beautiful and like I just love your your work and your energy and your art and I think what you um 
the energy that you bring through your work is really potent and powerful. Um, so do you want to talk about, um, so you have some affirmation cards. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about like affirmations and what that or what affirmations have done for you and why it was so important to create these cards or why you created them? Yeah. Um, so as we spoke about a bit last time when we interacted, I just had such a tough time. I had depression. I had anxiety a few years ago and I had a therapist who I honestly, when I look back now, I'm like, she was an angel in disguise. Like, I don't know how I actually found her. Like I can't remember any of the details, but I found her and she really introduced me to a lot of the things that I went and then delve into on my own. One of those things was affirmations. And at the time, like, I remember thinking, like, this is such BS. Like, <laughs> you tell me, like, it just seemed so far-fetched. And I was such, like, a pessimist. I was like, this could never work. Like, you're telling me if I repeat I'm beautiful, like, you know, what's that really going to do? Um, but I experienced that power for myself and basically rewired all of the negative beliefs that I feel like was causing my heavy depression. And when you go from like feeling like you want to die to like coming through this breakthrough with this simple toolkit that I'd been taught by this therapist, I was like, this is this isn't funny business. Like this is something that can actually completely flip someone's mental health life around. Mm -hmm. And I was honestly mesmerized by my own growth. I was like, I cannot believe the person I used to be. And I still feel that way about myself now. And it's just so important to me. And then being able to start my own business. Like I could, if you told me at like 17, 18, that I would have the confidence and the belief in myself to start my own business, I just would have been like, that's crazy. And I feel like I owe a lot of that to affirmations and to practices like affirmations, like meditation, like subconscious reprogramming like there are so many different ways to practice that one broad idea of affirmations but I was like I need to make some of my own and put my own spin on it and inject every card with like an energy that people get to experience because I just don't see how that energy can get lost if I put in the intention for these cards my hope is that they get to people's homes and then they get to open it and experience all of the energy that I put into there. And I just, I owe so much to affirmations and I've really, really enjoyed researching more about not just the spiritual side, but the psychological side of affirmations. Mm. It's crazy. <laughs> like, they are so powerful. That's interesting that you've, you've done that research. That would be super fascinating um yeah sure yeah and oh, I had a question when you were speaking 
it's gonna go now. Um, so with the affirmations, like, and I can definitely feel like with your work, you do put a lot of energy into what you do. So that's really cool. Like, because you, you can, and whether people do or don't, like, I feel like not just like sensitive kind of people, but everyone can feel like what kind of energy is behind something, right? And whether it's like something's potent, it like stands out and it radiates and yeah when you have that like when you're doing the work on you and I feel like when you are practicing those affirmations because so with affirmations right if if you if the people listening have been like have tried it and it's like they think like oh this is bullshit or whatever um and it's not working like I've kind of been there as well like I've dabbled in it before and it's like oh but you're not like I was just saying things and I didn't believe it. I wasn't dropping into that energy of what what I was actually saying. And um, I read Louise Hay's book last year. I read two of her books, Um, You Can Heal Your Life, and then I read it again like with some friends as part of a book club. And because there's so many affirmations in there and she's talking about like what you think creates your reality and, um, your beliefs and everything, that was like a major shift. So I know what you're talking about, how powerful it can be because I was reading that book every day. Like it was a practice. So I feel like it's like you need to like feel it and also um, like practice it like consistently in order for it to like have an effect, right? Would you agree? Like that's literally an eerily accurate like take on what I teach in my course. I always mm-hmm. say if it's not working, it's usually you're not practicing it in a way that works for you. Mm-hmm. And for some people that might be every day, for some people it might be three times a week, for some people it might be singing it, it might be saying it in the mirror, it might be listening to someone else speak them as you're falling asleep. Like you need to find what works for you because not everyone's going to be able to sit there and be like, I'm beautiful. <laughs> I think that takes a certain, I think you need to get to a certain point um, or maybe just be a certain person for that to work for you. And then definitely like you need to believe it because it almost, I hear people say this a lot and I have felt this a million times. You're saying an affirmation and it's bringing attention to the fact that you don't believe that. Mm. Like there's this um, tension physically for me anyway when I'm saying an affirmation, I'm like, that. I'm not there yet. And shifting it so that that tension lessens and then you practice it in a way that works for you and then slowly your body and your mind and everything about you is, is starting to accept that as a possibility of being true, you know? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like manipulating yourself in a way, <laughs> manipulating your subconscious into creating... Um, more positive beliefs about yourself which is it's just mind-blowing honestly yeah right and because I feel like I don't know the the what I know now is just for me it's just so hard to comprehend like how someone wouldn't believe in this type of thing but that's just where I'm at like and I get that you know there was a point in my life where I didn't know about it so you just don't know what you don't know but I want to talk more about Um, so beliefs so if people are having like something say a belief they're they're becoming aware of their beliefs and they're not necessarily positive or they feel like they want to change a belief like what's your um 
your experience with like changing those beliefs? Like was it doing that affirmation work or was there other things that you, you've done that have worked for you? And maybe you can give an example of like one of the beliefs you used to have and, and how you shifted that into something positive. Yeah. Um, I would say if someone's listening and that's their situation, first of all, you need to be so proud of yourself that you've created the awareness around that yeah. because that is one of the biggest steps into going, oh my gosh, did I just say that about myself or did I just, and then questioning it and being aware of it is like honestly half of the race. Like, would you, would you agree? I feel like it's so big. Yeah, totally. Because I didn't realize, um, like I went to this really powerful event one time, which really awakened like how much negative self-talk I had and, and what actually, what the beliefs were that I had about myself. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like I had a problem with like body image or like self-esteem or anything like that. Yeah. It was a really powerful mirror work exercise. And I was just in tears. Like it, I was a mess. It was horrible. I was like, I would never say this type of thing to someone else out loud like so why am I saying it to myself in my head and that was a big awakening for me so yes totally agree with what you're saying there yeah I feel like for a lot of us I don't know about you but my journey of like not liking my body I feel like started and like when I got consciousness like seven-ish you know what I mean like like when I started to really hear my own thoughts and Mm. I, I feel like that's with so many people, um, men and women, I've heard. Like it feels like it's been a part of them for so long. And so if you're 30, if you're 40, you have to be gentle on yourself because this is a belief you've been carrying for literally your whole life, <laughs> yeah. which gives me chills. And so you can't, you can't expect it to change overnight, but what you can do is create space between you and that thought and trying to really sink your teeth into the fact that just because it's playing in your mind it doesn't mean you have to listen to it not giving it that power not Mm -hmm. letting it continue on that cycle I always use the visualization and I've heard my students come up with really cool ones as well I feel like it'll be powerful to create your own one, so it's more personal, but for me, I imagine it as taking a record off a record player and putting another one on. Yeah, cool. you, you know, and sometimes like you will you will come back to that negative thought. Like you you can't, I feel like the more you resist something, more the more it persists. So if I say, like, don't think of a pink elephant, what are you gonna do? You're gonna think of a pink elephant. You can't say, Oh, like, don't stop saying that you're not beautiful. And it's like that's so ironic because you're trying to practice self-love and you're trying to be more gentle with yourself, but here you are like berating yourself for not being there yet. So Mm. the biggest thing I think is, yeah, creating that space, being like, I don't have to listen to you. Um, We also do an exercise in my course where you make up like a character in your mind of what this thing looks like. Mm -hmm. I think someone in my course said like, it was like a small, short lady with an annoying voice wearing a pantsuit or something. And I was like, that is so amazing. And she was like, she's called Negative Nancy. And I just tell it and I'm like, yes, like something, 
something that makes you laugh as well. Like mine's kind of like a little mouse that won't shut up. I'm like, oh, like sweetie, like shush. Like I don't have to listen. To <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. I'm going to have to do that because I've heard of people giving their like, that voice a name but like actually giving it like a character and a persona and like a a look like yeah oh my gosh I so have to do that that's and I feel like the humor really helps too because it can feel like such a serious thing when you're it's literally subconscious reprogramming is what we're doing yeah um and it's a hefty thing and just to introduce some things that make it seem less daunting I think is really helpful. Um, but then when, when you've been practicing creating that space, that space now is where you can plug in new beliefs. Mm. You can't really do that without space. Mm. If you don't have a disconnect between you and your thoughts, how are you meant to weasel your way in there with your new ones? You know, I feel like yeah, it's so important. And just practicing being so gentle and just giving ourselves grace because I still have negative beliefs about myself and I teach self-love and I've been like seriously practicing this stuff for years and you just have to not expect so much from yourself I feel like sometimes people view anything in self-development like yep I've conquered that tick kind of thing like I've done the self-love thing like we're good moving forward it's it's almost never done and it's something that you will probably have to revisit on a daily basis yeah and that sounds really daunting but in a way it's kind of powerful because you get to choose every single day how you're going to deal with trying to kind of dim this really negative belief and highlight a different one. And when you feel that power, when you've created that space, you've plugged in. So instead of um, a, a negative belief that I used to have was that nothing that I said was of value like what could I offer um what what could I possibly offer people like I'm just a young girl like what do I really have to say um and just creating this space between me and that thought just like why do I think that and also if you're more psychological minded than spiritual then feel free to go back and write a list of experiences that might have contributed to that belief were you told to be seen and not heard as a child what was your schooling experience like how did your friends and family treat you when you spoke was it like haha like you know what I mean um and yeah it's it's crazy so our a lot of our beliefs that we have now are created from the age of zero to seven so it's if anything happened during that time that you can almost always draw a comparison, like, Oh, like, I feel like I have nothing of value to say. And here are some reasons why I think that I feel like that also allows you once again, to just give yourself so much grace. Cause there, there are reasons why you probably believe these things. And sometimes it's not as 
on the nose as someone telling me to literally shut up, that I don't have anything to say. It can be a general energy, a general um, societal belief that you've just heard in passing. Um, so I feel like that, that sounded like a lot, but basically creating space between you and your thoughts, you have the power to say like, shut up negative Nancy. Like, I don't want to speak to you right now. Go back to the office and (laughs) yeah. And choosing like what, what does help you affirmed? Is it taking risks? Is it doing a public speaking class? Like, I feel like there's so many creative ways to combat certain negative beliefs. You might, yeah, like to push your boundaries and go and do something that literally is so the complete opposite of your belief that your brain almost has no choice but to believe you when you're practicing certain affirmations or anything like that. I feel like it's also super important to get to know yourself in general because what works for me might not work for you and that is completely okay and learning to be okay with the fact that if you're listening to a podcast where, oh my gosh, yes, we love affirmations in this way. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I don't, I don't get it that way. Then just being totally, totally accepting of the fact that you might do things completely differently as long as it works for you, you know yourself best. And just having that kind of inner confidence about you, I think is super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Like every everything that we talk about today, it's just like we're speaking from our experiences. Mm. Yeah, like take take it or leave it. Like you know, take what you need and leave the rest. Like, but yeah, yeah such a good point. Like today, right when I went to the beach, so I've had this week off work. Um, I was my soul was like calling me to take time off and just go on a road trip, and I cancelled the road trip because of all the flooding and whatever. Um, but I've just had this week off. So I've just been every day, like calling it like a mini self-care retreat, even though I haven't like, I'm still at home. Yeah. Today I just went to the beach, was out in nature and I was like dancing and like taking photos and stuff because I'm all about like, I don't know, this, this documentation, like I want to document this phase that I'm going through and, Mm -hmm. um, it was really beautiful I was like laughing and like dancing and I could see when I was looking back back at the photos I was just like oh I'm like falling in love with myself like you know on a deeper level it's like going back to what you were saying about like you have to practice it every day um I feel like it yeah it's like a lifetime of like deepening your relationship with yourself and like you know, you're, you're deepening that, or you have the opportunity to fall even more in love with yourself. Um, that's my experience. And same, same with like any relationship, like same with my partner, like, you know, every day is like, I feel like we're falling more and more in love and it's getting better and better and better. Like, you know, and maybe that's a belief of mine that life is just going to get better and better. And yeah, but, um, yeah, so took the day off. It was amazing just, like, listening to my soul. And, yeah, I was just, like, and then driving home, I was so, like, moved by it. I was just, like, crying and weeping about, like, I don't know, just, like, the beauty of it all. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. 
when you actually can, I don't know, like connect with yourself and like give yourself the time and the space to actually do what, like honour your needs and do what you really want to do. Like no matter what anyone else thinks, it's like, oh, this lights me up, this makes me happy, so I'm going to go and chase that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that kind of all just happened because you decided that you were on a self-care retreat. Mm. Like you didn't have to have that day. You you did not have to have that experience. You could have, you could have easily just fallen into, I don't know, catching up on some other work of some sort, or or not following your intuition or what your soul wanted to do. Mm. Which is why mindset is like so crucial in learning to love ourselves because it is that first step of consciousness. Like, no, I'm going to listen to myself today. I'm going to let her decide what I want to do. And it's just so easy to not do that, if that makes sense. It's so easy just to play into your negative beliefs, to not do the work because it, it is not easy. Mm. Yeah. And the, the rewards feel easy. Like there is a sense of ease that comes with experiencing those different um, kind of thoughts and feelings but the the work itself can be really challenging at times yeah and like and and when I feel like that when I feel like it gets really hard I'm like um I always like I don't know kind of like reframe it or ask myself the question like well if it may feel hard but is is it going to be harder to to not do it like to keep like to remain stuck in saying like feelings of like anxiety or depression like you know we can both um we both have a history of depression and anxiety so it's like man like no I I don't I don't want to choose that anymore you know like it's like a, a, a choice um so when it feels hard yeah I like to just think of that it's like well what would you rather you know just reframe it yes I feel like that's so true. And I actually just had a flashback to when my therapist asked me a question and this is so like vivid in my brain. And she said, Maya, like, what if I told you that you didn't have depression? Like just, she's like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's not true, but she's like, how would that make you feel? And I was like, oh, that's my whole identity. It's mine. <laughs> like, it, and that's when I realized I was like, oh my gosh, like I, kind of love being depressed in a way like I was kind of addicted to being um that person or having those feelings because it it was easier in a way um and what you were saying as well about making that choice when things are hard like do I want to continue feeling like this or do I want to choose some different feelings and thoughts um I it's just crazy the the power that we actually have and I feel like that that might be one of the first revelations that I actually had on my journey is that that power like I feel like that's not something that we're really taught no it's like I feel like it could be offensive to some people to say like you're choosing a depression for me I know I was like I, I I really was choosing that and I didn't feel like I had any power at all and 
yeah, that that feeling of empowerment is is crazy. And I feel like it's quite addictive. Like once you've stopped a negative spiral, mm. oh my gosh, like I can basically control my whole universe, which is true. Yeah. And it's it's an awesome feeling because I still have days or weeks where like depression is just in my genes. Like mm. it's it's in my family and I can feel it like coming in sometimes it's like dragging me in like a temptress Mm -hmm. and that's I don't know if that'll ever go away and I'm fine with that but it is that kind of courage um to choose the other direction and I've also heard a lot of people say that when you really 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 don't want to do something that's probably when you should do it like Oh, like I really don't want to get up and do my journaling or I really don't want to go and like pray or I don't want to do a visualization like oh and I've definitely been through phases of that and I think I'm being like kind on myself and not doing it but I'm literally doing the opposite and like self-sabotaging yes oh my gosh I know what you're talking about I can definitely relate to that yeah and it is, it's like it is like a, you build momentum, right? Whether it's that that's in a positive or upward spiral or a downward spiral, like you you gain momentum either way. So it's like kind of like yeah, you skip like all your self care or self love practices, and you kind of get really busy and out of I don't know out of alignment with your flow. And then next minute, yeah, you, <laughs> that's why I took this week off because I was feeling so disconnected and like depressed in a way like I could feel those feelings creeping back and I was like just so my heart was so heavy and miserable like yeah um I just needed to to do that so that's why I was really honoring myself but yeah totally totally relate Mm. I I also don't want to what's the word I'm looking for um undervalue the experience of feeling negative emotions as well. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, that's something that that's an ongoing, that's an ongoing balance that I'm trying to find is feeling my emotions being like, okay, why are you here? What do you, cause I feel like in the beginning of my journey, it was like, shut up. <laughs> like I'm going, I'm doing this, but I feel like if you, if you've not looked into it further, before like if you've not done shadow work whatsoever it can be really dangerous to tell that voice to just shut up and never look at it Mm -hmm. um that's just something I think is important as well but it's it's hard like I sometimes I literally have moments where I'm like do I tell this to completely go away or do I need to get out my journal and sometimes I I don't need to get out my journal I do need to tell it to shut up and then other times I need to be like okay here's a new trigger that I've just kind of discovered like why is this here Mm, yeah it's it's a really hard it's a really hard thing to navigate and as well like with manifestation and things like that sometimes I'm like oh I feel like I really need to do the shadow work but I don't want to I we I want to be in a high vibe and I want to be in a receiving mode and I want to be attracting my manifestations and snapping things in today but this has come up and I feel like I can't ignore it am I attracting more negative things into my life like (laughs) (laughs) that's hard 
Yeah, but um, yeah, that shadow work stuff. Like, I feel like we, when we get to a point of like, we can't move forward or things aren't manifesting or like, yeah, when things are coming up, I feel like there's there's a reason why they're coming up, and like you know, I I see it in sessions with my clients. Like you know, they come to me and they're feeling stuck or lost or unclear or like they're blocked or there's a blockage or something, and it's like really powerful when you know, I'm just the space holder and they come in and we create that, that sacred safe space. And it's just like, a, a, like allowing the time and the spaciousness for them to actually look at that thing, like the shadow or that feeling, like feel into the feeling that they've maybe been suppressing or the thing that's blocking them. Cause if they're stopping themselves from feeling a feeling, right. It's like kind of like a, a like a, your part, your channel or your pipe is clogged and then when we feel that I feel like it like releases it and gets all all of the good and bad all the energy flowing you know what I mean um but yeah so I wanted to um what popped in before was because we were talking about like you know our past selves and you know the history with depression and anxiety I have a question what would like knowing what you know now what would you say if you could go back to, you know, your depressed self, what would you say or do, like, if you could go back knowing what you know now? I think I would, well, first of all, I'm so grateful to have had that experience. I wouldn't have had a breakthrough without hitting such Mm -hmm. a low point. But I would probably just... I would tell her to open her mind to the idea that happiness is possible for her. Mm. Like what if, I'd probably phrase it like, what if like you didn't have to live like this? Because I feel like at the time that was what was stopping me from even really wanting to get better. Like I I was like, like this is, this is it for me. Like this is my reality. And it's so sad and it bothers me so much that I felt that way and that so many people feel that way. Mm. And there's people around them that are like, no, like there is this other, there is this other side to existence that you can choose. And I don't know if she would have believed me, (laughs) but that I think just opening to the idea that it could be possible that you don't have to live like this would hopefully prompt a breakthrough for her. But um, at the same time, who knows? Because it does feel it does feel very um, impossible. Everything seems impossible, basically, yeah. for me when I'm depressed. I know it can feel different for other people. Yeah, for sure. Um, but even that idea might have been too threatening. So, mm. yeah, I'm actually trying to think of how I even began to get better. Like when I think about what my thoughts were, I oh, know I remember actually I had just started going on medication. Okay. And I don't regret it was, um, always for doing trying before going on medication in general 
but that really it it relieved something for me to be like oh like what if <laughs> what if I could get better you know um yeah, right. so I do actually owe that some um uh validity as to why I could start that journey Mm. But do, do you mind if I ask, like, what made you maybe go to the doctor to get that before you got that medication? Like, were you going for a checkup or were you going, like, you know, as a reach, like a reach out, like call call for help? Like, Yeah, I think, yeah, it was. It was a call for help. I remember going with my mum and I just was having... I had oh I, just, I had to call Lifeline like three times. I don't think I ever would have killed myself at any point, but it felt I'd still had this voice in the back of my head that was small that was like, that's not really an option. I just really wanted to, mm. if that makes sense. Like the urge was like, if I could have pressed a button and exited the earth, I would have. Mm. It was just like... I, I never had, they always asked me, like, do you have a plan? Like, I know I'd always say, like, no, I don't, but I I can't, I cannot live. Like, <laughs> and so um, what was the question you asked again? Like, what made you go and reach out to a doctor before you got the medication? Like, yeah, it was, it was after a few, like, of those calls of being, like, wow, like I really cannot deal on my own. Mm. And, yeah, I just went to my mom and I was like, I really like, and I was also, I couldn't even begin to like read a book about self-help or anything. Like I genuinely needed that, um, the chemicals in my brain to even take the steps, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my that was my reach for help. I was like, I I can't really do this anymore. Um, it it didn't I didn't love it, but it it did create um, the space for like something else other than depression. Like it mm. I it did feel kind of like numbing in a way still like I I remember feeling a bit spaced out but at least I was not too spaced out enough to actually think about okay how am I going to go forward from here and um I actually didn't end up staying on it for very long um because he he told me I'll give you the medication. Actually, this is how I found my therapist. <laughs> Trip down memory lane. It's like I will give you the medication, but I think you should see a therapist as well. And so when I met her, she we had a few sessions and she was like, How do you feel about like weaning off? And I was like, I actually feel like pretty good about it. Um I remember it was so hard to get off of. Really? Like it was if I take it like I started to like crush it into quarters and stuff. And if I forgot to take one little quarter by 12 PM, like on the dot, like midday, I would like my whole brain would just, and I would feel physically sick. It probably wasn't, you know, the best for my body, but obviously the universe was like, this is what she needs right now. This is how we're going to get her on this path. And 
I'm grateful for how it all unfolded, but yeah, I did, I did go to the doctor in just pretty much desperation for something. Cause I, I felt totally hopeless and I almost just wanted to be, um, like drugged up in a way and just kind of be, um, I was just so lazy and not in like a bat, like I just couldn't do anything. So I was like, just, you know, give me something. I didn't want to put in the other work. So I was like, the only other option is to get medication. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like in a small way, it validated my feelings. If I go on medication, this depression is real. And I kind of struggled a little bit with people around me, not fully understanding the depth of what I was like going through. And that wasn't completely their fault. Cause I didn't, I wasn't able to communicate at the time, like, hey, guys, like, I really need help. But I feel like going to the doctor, getting that medication was like, okay, I'm depressed. Like, whew, like there, it's, he sees it, like, he knows at least there's, like, that feeling of, yeah, validation for sure. Yeah. And I, I love, I kind of love where this conversation is going, to be honest, because I love I feel like there is like, I don't know, like a need to talk about this type of thing, you know, that isn't normally talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who, you know, are depressed, like they usually do suffer in silence and they don't reach out and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, and it's something that I've been, I don't know, it's been in my field, I've been really reflecting back on that period in my life and like you um so I was depressed during high school and I reached out to my mom. I was like, Mama, I think I need to go to the doctor. And she was like, why? And I was like, because I think I'm depressed. And she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Fully shut it down, end of conversation, that was it. So I just had to, like, navigate these emotions and the way I was feeling by myself. And the partner that I had in high school, he was like, I don't know, I felt like he kind of pulled me out of that depression Um because he was just like a lot of fun and I felt like I was, I don't know, like I had, I maybe had a purpose or like something exciting in my life. Um, and, but, yeah, like later, like in my mid-20s or early 20s, um, I was experiencing really bad anxiety and panic attacks. Like I'd never had those before and I was like quite depressed when I reflect back um and not sleeping and my partner was like I'm really worried about you I think you should go to the doctor and I was yeah because I wasn't sleeping properly which is not normal for me I was like like you went to see a doctor and I was just pretty much like ready to beg him for something I was just like he's like what do you want me to do and I was like I know like antidepressants and he was like no I'm not going to prescribe them for you I'm going to go um you're going to go see a psychologist and that's what I did. I think I went to like one or two sessions and then kind of like shifted out of that again. But yeah, it's like <sighs> when you're in it, it does feel like so, so hopeless and you feel like, yeah, like that's like the only option, right? It's like you can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, There's no light. And I, I so feel the like, families who have experienced I know people who have killed themselves as well like it's honestly such an epidemic like suicide in 
this day and age is just absolutely insane. Yeah. And it, just, it makes me so sore in my heart because I know what they were thinking and feeling. Yeah. Like I know, I know what they were thinking and feeling. And it's just, it's your whole reality. Like, yeah. I don't know if people who haven't gone through it don't understand, but it's, it's literally like hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone has dropped you into this video game and it's just, you're constantly losing. There's mm. no way out. It's absolutely hopeless. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very sad thing, but I'm also seeing such positive conversations around it now like the awareness is becoming so normal yeah well at least what I'm seeing um I know a lot of people say it's not there yet and of course everything could always be better yeah people like I sometimes post things on um my Facebook page I don't do that often but I did this post the other day about how it's okay to feel so like super tired and exhausted. I feel like that's not, people don't talk about that enough. Like it's okay to feel run down. And my dad shared it and he had his friends commenting on it. Like, oh my gosh, like I feel this. And I'm like, these are 40 year old, like Australian men (laughs) talking about this. Like that makes me so happy. Amazing. Yeah. I just, I love seeing those like little moments. And also, I don't know if they do it over East, but they've been painting like blue trees over here for um, men's mental health. Oh, wow. So like uh, if you're on a highway, you'll see like five like beautiful blue, like they paint trees that don't have any leaves on them or anything. And that's all about men's mental hellness. Hellness? (laughs) 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 Their mental health. And, yeah, just little things like that. It's just, it's coming along. And even from, like, back when I was experiencing it, it's just come such a long way, which is Mm. such a positive um, because it, yeah, it wouldn't happen without people opening up and sharing their experiences because I guess before just no one, you wouldn't even know if someone used to be depressed. Yes. Yeah. pretty easily tell anyone (laughs) like and I owe that to this time I think yeah and all the people who have done it before me yeah I think it's so such a big um like part of well in hindsight like looking back like because here's the thing right because we no one tells us how to love ourselves no one like we don't get taught how to build a a healthy relationship with with ourselves or like and like, and I feel like that's such a um, such a contributing factor to why we are so we're feeling that disconnect. Which is like when you're depressed, you're feeling so lonely and isolated, and like there's no meaning or purpose, right? Um, and yeah, now I just feel like you know a lot of I suppose the the ethos in what I do is to build that relationship with yourself. Like you're, you know, you're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. Like, you know, people are going to come and go, others longer than some. But 
you're, you're your main person. Like, so, you know, and, I, and from what I've experienced when I um, work on that relationship, invest energy and, like, time and, like, nurture that, then everything else shifts in my life. Like, the other relationships, like, say, with my partner, my family, my friends get better when I work on myself, when I love myself more. Everything else, like, I mean, it has this magical ripple effect. It's beautiful. But for so long, like, throughout my 20s, I was looking for my purpose. I was looking for meaning. I was looking for all the answers outside of myself, kind of for, still from that victim mentality. Um, Which is that opposite of that empowerment that we were talking about with choosing yeah. your Yeah. So, and it's like... Uh, you know, like I really feel like part of my purpose is to like empower myself more and more and inspire other women to do the same um, because, yeah, like it's not it's not something like, yeah, we're, I don't know, we're not taught to, to be empowered, are we? It's like all these, like, you know, they want us to, in a way, to be disempowered. Um, I think so, like sheep. Because I feel like that is kind of how I think maybe it, it, I don't know, I feel like I have a theory that once upon a time people were empowering themselves and then along the line somewhere with tribes and like that human need to, to fit in and to have our people um, and then too, too many empowered people, too many leaders I don't know like I I just 100% agree with you and the thing is I feel like there's not I always use the example of like painting a wall like you have to sand it and then you have to prime it and then you have to fill in the gaps and then you have to one coat two coat like I feel like the end result is your life and that beginning of the sanding is self-love like everything does seem to line up because you're living your life through you. So it completely makes sense that even if you think of it like a machine, like you're working on the mechanisms, you're working on how well it works, you're working on its ability to just do what it needs to do. Mm. How is it not, how is your life not going to get better? It's almost impossible not to see improvements in other areas, especially with other relationships. Like you said, I just feel like there's a massive revolution coming back to human connection. I feel like in a lot of ways, Mm. like even just with movements like minimalism, there's this disregard for things and valuing our connections over things in probably more of a way than it was like 50 years ago, um, which is really cool to see. But, yeah, the more you love yourself, the more you can love someone else and the deeper you can go within you, mm. you understand other humans better. Like, And that to me, if we could all do that, then I don't understand how any wars could happen. Yes. You know what I mean? Like how could there be, how could there be conflict like that 
when everyone's going, okay, so for me personally, like when I feel attacked, um, I get super defensive and violent. That's probably what he's doing. Like there's a certain um, knowledge of humanity when you look into yourself. There's like philosophical breakthroughs and an understanding of what we are. Like it's so, it's just so profound and it's really fun. So where can um, people find you, hun, if they want to connect with you? Where can they find you? Uh, the best place is probably my Instagram, which is at flowers on the coffee table. Um, I have a link tree in my bio, which has my rebirth course, which I'm doing a second intake of in a few weeks, which is really exciting. It's a four week self-love course. And we delve into so many of the things that we discussed today and so much more. And we have weekly video chats just like this with the whole group and the girls share what they're going through, what they've discovered. And it's just such a beautiful community to be a part of. And it's nice because you don't have to go through it alone. And it's so, I just love connecting with my students and they can ask super specific questions and I can actually answer them depending on their situation and their personalities because I've gotten to know them so well. Um, So yeah, the second round of the Rebirth self-love course is coming shortly. So follow my Instagram for updates and that's pretty much where you'll find everything. Awesome. And her, her, what do you call it, profile, her page, her account is beautiful. It's very high energy. It's beautiful. So, yeah, make sure you go and um, check it out. Hey, guys, just a little side note after recording this episode. The end of the episode uh, somehow got lost <laughs> and it's a bit awkward because Mayor Jade doesn't actually get to say goodbye. So sorry about that, love. It was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation. So thank you so much. And also her Instagram account has changed since we recorded this episode. So you can now find her at maya.j.art and I will put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you liked the episode and want to hear more, it would be awesome if you could share the love on social media. Taking a screenshot and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging the Self-Worth Society podcast really helps to grow the community. Also, I am always looking for new people to chat with. So if you're interested in being on the podcast, just send me a DM over on Instagram and don't be a stranger. Come connect, come say hi. I genuinely really like to hear from you. So that's it for today, folks. Much love. Bye.